You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome in to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast. Matt Hayes from 97.1, the fan here in Columbus, Ohio. No Brandon Beam today. Beam's out playing golf, 36 holes of golf. He took a day off. So I'm holding it down on the pod today, but I had to bring on a special guest, my guy. You may know him if you're a Buckeye fan on Twitter. Probably not May. You probably do know him if you follow, if you're on Twitter and you're a big Buckeye fan. Jonah Booker from Bucknuts.com. You probably know him on Twitter on J. What is it, JBook37? Let me get this right, JBook. Do I have it right? JBook37, is that where they can find you on Twitter? Yes, sir, that, that is correct. All right, at JBook37. Make sure you go follow him out. Good stuff all the time about the Buckeyes. So, Jonah, thanks so much for hopping on, man. I know it's been, you know, we've got a handful of games now. We're into this season, and we've seen some good. We've seen some bad. And I think the first thing I want to start with today is, I guess, the bad, and that would be this defensive side of the football. And, uh, you know, following you on Twitter, seeing some of the stuff that you've been putting out there, uh, you haven't been that impressed with this defense, probably the linebackers, but just overall your thoughts on where this defensive side of the ball is right now for Ohio State. And how concerned are you if you're concerned at all? Yes, I'm very concerned right now. Um, right, This defense is not living up to the Ohio State standards. It's wearing 59th in the country. Um, what you're seeing is a, a, a real issue with giving up the huge chunk plays, the big plays. Now, if you tell me this team was lacking in talent, it'd be one thing, but that's not the case. It's loaded with four and five stars uh, across the board in the front end, the back end. And I think the linebackers had a had a much better game uh, against Indiana, especially in the second half. But there, there's just way too many uh, quarterbacks and guys just coming up with career numbers when it comes to this defense. They really need to sure up that back end. You can – you can scheme and press and, and go cover zero all you want to, but can your guys actually uh, fulfill yeah. those assignments? That's that's my biggest worry right now. No, I'm, I'm with you on that, Jonah. I'm talking to Jonah Booker from Bucknuts.com. He's here with us today on the Locked on Buckeyes podcast. And no, I, I'm just really concerned about the big plays that they're giving up. And I was doing some homework on this defense, man. And look, they gave, they gave up four plays of 30-plus yards last week to Indiana and a 45-yard rush. And look, you, you've been watching all the games. I mean, this has been the case since Oregon State. So this is nothing new for Ohio State fans. I mean, I'm concerned right now on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm about a f- five and a half, six right now as far as this team not being able to fix this moving forward because if they can't get this thing done against teams like Indiana, teams like Oregon State, TCU, they're a good team. You're going to give up some big plays, but this defense has given up the longest pass play, the the longest rushing play in school history, and that is going to come to bite these guys in the butt. You look at Minnesota this week, they got a true freshman quarterback in in Annex dead. Not too worried about that. But look, Buck, you you know who Tyler Johnson is. You know what's coming in the the next couple weeks when a guy like Rondell Moore straps it up for Purdue. I mean, Rondell Moore, honestly, is probably going to be the most explosive playmaker they face up to date. Minus maybe Trace McSorley. But when you look at the schedule so far and the playmakers on the outside – Rondell Moore is a guy that I think Buckeye fans should really be worried about. It starts with Tyler Johnson this week, but as far as these big plays, there's guys coming up in the next couple weeks, book that you that you know can make big plays, and that should scare Buckeye fans, shouldn't it? Absolutely. I mean, you mentioned Rondell Moore and the Purdue guys. Purdue can actually put up points on this defense. I mean, we're we're at the point right now to where we can't be 
2014 Oregon type of football team where you're expecting the offense to carry the weight, having to score 30 and 40 plus points a game. There's going to be a, a point in time where you're going to need that defense to rise to the occasion. And, and for me, Maddie, I look at this team and I compare them to the gold standards of the Alabama, the Georgia, yeah. the Clemson. That's what type of um, football program this team should be holding themselves against. Being, you know, towards the bottom of the Big Ten when it comes to overall defense is just not acceptable. Way too many uh, pass interference. Why DBs not getting their head around looking for the football? Right. They're right. getting they're getting beat on the one on one balls. I know Chris Spillman said on his show uh, a couple of days ago that he counted probably ten overthrown balls or missed throws by the Indiana receiver. Or I'm sorry, Indiana quarterback to where guys were just running by yeah. themselves. If, if he delivers that strike, you're talking about a, a guy that's pushing almost 400 yards passing right. against Hall State at Indiana. They, he had a career high at 300. Now, what you saw against Indiana, you're going to ramp that up even more against Purdue. Right. Uh, right. Those guys can absolutely sling the football, and they're going to scheme you. And, and that's the thing about the Hall State defense right now with Greg Schiano. Teams know that if you can get one-on-one on the outside, that middle of the field is going to be wide open. Graciano's walking those linebackers up to the line of scrimmage, one to two yards from the ball. Mm-hmm. And if those wide receivers get a clean release and that ball is delivered on time, they're off and running. We've seen it numerous times this year. If somebody gets to the second level on this defense, the angles that you're seeing from the safeties is just mind-boggling. Like even if you're going to give up a, a big play, at least bring them down to the ground instead of giving up the home run plays consistently. Um, you know, Purdue, that's going to be a game. I think Ohio State is in the situation where, in the end, they're probably going to out athlete um, those pe- those sure. teams. But once you get, if you're talking about playoffs here, you got to get the stop. Yeah, we saw it. We saw it against Oklahoma. In, in Georgia last year, Oklahoma was up 17 at the half, and they couldn't get a stop. They mm-hmm. couldn't. Their defense could not get off the field, and that's a situation you do not want to be in. So it, it, Minnesota, they should roll them. And to me, um, don't get don't get suckered into thinking all is well, things are fixed because that's right. that's a team that they should just completely manhandle. But as you get into the stretch, you look at Michigan coming up. Jim Harbaugh last year schemed up this defense. Fortunately for Buckeye fans, they had a terrible quarterback who could not hit the broadside of a barn with the football. Shea Patterson Patterson can deliver the football. Not saying that he's all-world, but he's just good enough to make plays with his arm to keep them in the football game. No, I agree with everything you said right there. And just looking at this schedule, you obviously got Minnesota noon kickoff this week at Purdue, which is now turned into a night game. So you know how those night games work. Everybody's going to get up in there. Ohio State is going to get everybody's best shot. And like, look, with the quarterback situation at Purdue, they went to Blau and offensively, man, they have taken that to a whole nother level. And we talked about Rondell Moore and how explosive he is. I mean, he probably could have went to any college in the country. He was that good of a recruit. He just just decided to go to Purdue. And then you get Nebraska. So you got a true two freshman, uh, two true freshman quarterbacks coming up in the next three games with Adrian Martinez and Zach Annix. This defense should be able to get some confidence there in these next three games. I'm just really concerned about what you brought up because you talk about Peyton Ramsey throwing for over 300 yards and those 
those missed throws. I remember them very vividly, man. Guys were wide open, and it really reminded me of the Michigan game that you brought up last year, man. If they hit on some of those, this could be a big, big problem for them. So you know every single year you get to this portion of the schedule, a couple of these games are going to get sticky. They're going to get weird in the Big Ten. That's just how it is. But my issue, Book, with this is that we have so much overwhelming evidence about these guys giving up big plays against people that they should not be giving up big plays to that now I'm starting to wonder because you brought up Shiano's defense and how much they play man and cover zero and all that stuff. If you know that you're giving up all these big plays, why not switch it up every once in a while and go to some zone? It's okay. You don't have the Gary on Conley's. You don't have the Malik Hookers. You don't have the Marshawn Lattimore's maybe right now on this team. So why not switch it up? Maybe help out your defenders, keep things in front of you instead of keeping things behind you. And that's just something that I think that they, maybe they should sprinkle in a little bit to help out this defense because you don't want to keep running your head against a brick wall saying, you know what, we're Ohio State. We're going to play man. We recruit four or five-star guys. They're going to figure it out. Look, if these cats aren't figuring it out and right now, it seems like they're not going to figure it out. I think they should change it up every once in a while to help out this defense, keep things in front of you, especially when you don't have the elite pass rushing to get home like you had with Nick Bosa to help shore up some of the maybe flaws that happen on the back end. It's just a thought that I have. What do you think about that? I, I agree with you. And the thing that really concerns me, Maddie, is when you look at this defense, where are the dogs at? Yeah. I mean, you when 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 you look at the defensive line, you got some dogs in Draymond Jones yep. and Chase Young and and Nick Bosa. But once you look at that back seven, where are the dogs at? Right. Where the where the head hunters? Where's where's the guy that's going to make a play, get his hands on the football? And and one of the things that is a dramatic difference from what you're seeing from this defense in years past is they're not getting their hands on the football. Yeah, I mean, yeah, the defensive line, they've gotten some strips and, you know, some uh, Draymond Jones had the, the turnover against TCU. But when it comes to the defensive backs, they're having a, a, a horrible time trying to locate the actual football. I mean, more often than not, they're getting pass interference more so than they're actually getting their hands on the football. Right. When, when you looked at um, – when you looked at Chris Ash when he was here, one of the things that he preached was uh, finding the football, and you saw it. How many turnovers? Like I know a lot of people like to compare the stats um, of this defense to the 2014 defense, but that that defense was very opportunistic, meaning that they were they were getting their hands on the football quite a bit, right. which was helping the offense out and giving them a short field. You're not seeing that from this defense, and a lot of that is what they're teaching as far as technique is the defense that Shiano wants to run with the man on the outside 100% of the time, their technique that they're teaching to the, DV, to the DVs is play the wide receiver. You, it's, it's a you know pretty old-school defensive back technique you read the eyes to the hands of the wide receiver, and then you play the football. But the thing is, is they're not getting their head around. There's times where Sheffield or Damon Arnett have no idea where the ball is at. Yep. Yes, they're playing. They're playing through the hands, and the problem is, is their their technique is lacking. They're they're holding. They're getting caught with pass interference, and that was something that you know. Kerry Cohn was was very particular on was teaching the technique, and the thing with this defense is they need to come out with more of a sense of urgency. I saw on Twitter um, the other day. I know a lot of people wanted to say, "Hey, well, Alabama gave up 
you know, 30 points to Arkansas in such and such yards. But the thing is, is their leader and their sole captain, Mac Wilson, came out and, and said he apologizes. He takes it upon himself that this defense will get better and they will force teams to absolutely tap out. That's the Alabama way. Where are the dogs at at on Ohio State defense? Right. Where's the pride at? Where's somebody that's going to get up in somebody else's face and say, this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. This is not silver bullet defense. And I'm waiting to see that. And so I, I take it back to the confidence. Where's the swagger at on the defense? As we head through October, there's a great opportunity, silver lining, for them to try to right this ship. You want to be playing your best football heading into November, and that's on both sides of the ball. As the, the schedule will get tougher. I know Michigan State is down, but you better believe D'Antonio will have them up and yes. ready to give Ohio State their best shot. You know it. So and, your head, sorry, go ahead, man. Say, I was just going to say, as you head into November, you got to be playing your best football. You got to start peaking at the right time. No doubt, man. I agree with everything you said. And you talk about that swagger. Where is the swagger? I think some of it is playing on Sundays up in Cleveland as the number one corner in Denzel Ward. And I think some of it is coaching on the sidelines in Tennessee with the Tennessee Titans. We talk about Kerry Combs. I mean, you know Kerry Combs. He brought that juice. He brought that energy. He brought a great vibe every single week, every day in practice. And Denzel Ward, let's face it, he was an absolute dog for Ohio State. You're seeing if the NFL season ended right now, Book, he'd probably be the defensive player of the year. I mean, that's how good he is. So let's not get it twisted here they have lost a ton of NFL talent but when you look at the recruiting over the last couple years I don't think there should be the drop-off that we're seeing on the back end I mean right now you're talking about Ohio State 75th in the country in total defense 365 total yards per game that's 56th in FBS right now so look this is a big problem that they have to get fixed this is the portion of the schedule where you can do that I got to take a quick break here and let you know about Vivitis we'll come back and get Jay Book's take on the offensive side of the ball we all love a night out whether it's seeing our favorite band in person or being there in the crowd to cheer on your favorite team with Vivitis you can attend the concert show or sporting event of your choice at a great price Vivitis is the top source for tickets for all the live events you want to go to you can sort by price or look at look for seats in the section and row of your choice go check out vivities we'll take a quick second here come back and talk about this offense this is locked on buckeyes your team every day all right so let's get to the fun stuff now because uh man what this quarterback Dwayne haskins has been doing book has just been absolutely incredible and beam and i were talking yesterday on the pod not not to get too far down the road but i really think it's time for buckeye fans to wrap their mind around this dude being one and done because you look at the landscape of college football you look at the quarterbacks right now you got your will greers your herberts at oregon locks at missouri uh two is not draft eligible yet so I think by the end of this season, if he continues to do what he, he's doing right now, I believe is at about 70% clip um, completion percentage. I mean, it's absolutely absurd. He should have broke the record for all-time passing yards, uh, took Ar- took that record from Arch Leister Saturday. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. But are you with me on the thinking that Buckeye fans should start to accept that this dude may be done in the next handful of games? I, I think uh, you're on to something there, Maddie. I mean, the money's going to be – it's going to be too good here. And the one thing that I was telling someone is the NFL is coming up on a potential lockout in yes. a couple of years here. And with that down the road, you're going to have advisors telling these guys, get in and try to get that contract so you can get paid right now. Because the way the, the NFL players union is talking is, there may not be an actual NFL season if they can't come to an agreement with the owners. So that could be something down the road to just take a look at. And with Haskins, though, 
he's playing some of the best uh, football as far as a quarterback that I can remember at Ohio State. There's been numerous times where the wide receivers or the tight ends had drops, and if they hold him to the ball, his numbers will look even better, especially the in, the interceptions where yep. uh, DBs got their got an interception off a tip ball from his wide receivers. But if he keeps this up, he's going he's going to get a tremendous draft grade. Yeah. Obviously, uh, once the season's over in the NFL. Um, you know, does their player evaluations and guys submit their names for the draft and they get their grades back. He's he's going to get a first round grade. If he gets a top ten grade, then chance all bets are off that he's probably going to head over to the NFL yeah. um, and get that contract started. So I wouldn't be surprised. But you know, as a as a Buckeye fan and the fans should pretty much enjoy what you got right now because this could be a one and done type of offense. Not only. Or you you could potentially lose Haskins, but what you're seeing right now, as far as this style of offense, is probably going to be done too. Because next year, Tate Martell, the guys who hated the the read option, it's back, it's coming back. It's coming back in full force and then some. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely coming back. And look, that's what Tate does well, okay? So I, I don't have a big problem with it. I just thoroughly, I'm thoroughly enjoying, man, what I'm seeing from Dwayne Haskins because you talk about all these weapons that they have on the outside, the Paris Campbells, the Terry McLaurins, the Dixes, the KJs. I mean, look, Benjamin Victor has emerged over the last two weeks with a couple of ridiculous catches, one of them being the Penn State catch was absolutely clutch. Then you had the dime that Haskins drops in the back of the end zone there. He gets the knee down. That, that was beautiful stuff. So, no, I think you have to cater this offense right now, Book, to what Dwayne Haskins does well. And what he does well is he stretches the field, and he puts the ball where it needs to be. He hits receivers in strides. That way those guys aren't pausing before they catch the ball. I really just think that what we're seeing now is the emergence of a future NFL stud at the quarterback position. Will he be the Aaron Rodgers, Tom Brady in that caliber? Who knows? That's a long way away. But I feel very confident saying when this dude does get to the pros, he will be a very good quarterback. And I think a lot of this also, I think another angle to this that I've been thinking about as well is the Ryan Day effect because we know what's coming this offseason with Ryan Day. People are going to come call, and they already did last year. They're going to want him either to be a head coach or like we saw, I think Vrabel hit him up and wanted him to be a coordinator on his staff. Maybe that has an effect on what Haskins wants to do as well because maybe that marriage between the quarterback and offensive coordinator book, you know how important that is. If Ryan Day decides to depart and take his you know, coaching talents to somewhere else and become a head coach, maybe that affects what Dwayne does. It's all stuff that I think people should look at and start to think about because I really pe- think people should soak in what they're seeing from Dwayne Haskins because we haven't seen a quarterback like this throw the ball at Ohio State in my opinion, since Troy. Like, to me, Troy was probably the most talented arm that I've seen in Ohio State history. I mean, what he was able to do that Heisman year in 06 was absolutely incredible. But now you got a dude that can put it on the money, throw it velocity, throw the change up, throw it downfield. I mean, he can do it all, man. I mean, what we're seeing from him is absolutely absurd. Yeah, and the obviously you mentioned the weapons, so you have to give that wide receiver unit a lot of credit. No doubt. Um, Brian Hartline, he's coaching his his behind off with, that, with those guys. So, just seeing their uh, emergence is very pleasant. Um, the guy that I think is probably one of the biggest winners is Paris Campbell. Yeah, deciding deciding to come back because I think he is a guy who's really helped his his own draft stock as well. I agree. Before before uh, Paris Campbell, he was very questionable when it came to his hands. Obviously, is not a hundred percent sure of, but you're seeing him 
be more involved, being more dynamic with the offense with Haskins. The thing that you're seeing with Haskins in this wide receivers unit is the yak, the yards after catch. Yes, He is getting that ball out so fast that if you notice, the wide receivers are not even out of their break yet. As soon as they snap their head around coming off that route, that ball is right there in their numbers. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it can – you know, be there in such a hurry that they can't get their hands ready to go in time. But that's just the evolution of what you're seeing from Dwayne Haskins. Now, the caveat, as we mentioned, you know, the offense going back to more of the zone read with with Tate Martell is how much can Ryan Day develop him as a passer? Because I I don't have... I don't have a problem with the zone read if you can actually throw the football because if if you're dynamic with the arm and the leg, the offense is, is very hard to stop. If Brian Day can develop Tate Martell to above average passer, then I, I still think this offense will have enough returning weapons uh stockpile that they can they can still pretty be they can still be dynamic. But as far as what we're seeing right now, these are going to be historic numbers. Yes, I mean you're not you're not going to have a situation where you have three captains as your wideout um, in their futures. What we're seeing right now is uh, historic as far as the numbers and what you have as far as the, the makeup of this football team. Now the thing for me is Haskins just needs to continue to get better. Obviously, Penn State. They they show the flaw in the armor is blitz him until he until you can't get to him. Mm-hmm. And the thing with Penn State is they blitzed him pretty much on every single snap. Yep. And Haskins never really looked comfortable. But you have to give credit to Ryan Day. Instead of uh, you know trying to beat your head against the wall, he countered them and he went screens and bubble screens, which got Haskins more comfortable in no the doubt. Yeah. game. No doubt. And now, you can, you, you I know. I just believe. think it's a, real quick because I think that's a great point that you bring up because I don't think a lot of people are talking about that. When you talk about what Penn State did in the blitzing, and I heard Haskins bring it up, that they were trying to take away the deep ball, right? Because they know how valuable a weapon that is. So what you do to counter that, if you're a defense, is you blit him, get him off his spot. And I also think it's a great point that you brought up by the coaching staff countering the blitzes in the second half with those screens because we see this all the time in the NFL. When you got a great quarterback like Rodgers and Brady, you want to pressure them right up the middle, get it right in their face, get them off their spot because they're so accurate, they're so deadly down the field that if you allow them to stay back there and pick your pick your defense apart, it's going to be a long day. So no, I think that's a phenomenal point that you brought up, man, because people are going to try to move Dwayne Haskins off his spot because if you don't, his arm combined with these wide receivers and their ability to get downfield, mainly Paris Campbell and Johnny Dixon, um, it's going to be a long day for defense. So no, I really think defense are going to blitz uh, Haskins more in the second half of the year. Yeah, you can you can bet the house that Michigan State and Michigan are going to blitz the lights out of Ohio State. So you already know going into that game, that's the look you're going to get. At Michigan, Don Brown, he's already a heavy blitz guy. Yep. He blitzes that uh, one on every single play pretty much, and you better believe he's going to be sending multiple blitzes. Now the key here is that offensive line has to play better, yes. especially um, running the football. But more importantly, when it comes to protecting Haskins and communicating and being able to pick up those blitzes, because teams are going to they're going to send multiple guys and force that offensive line to pick those guys up. Yep. And and to me, if they can just give Haskins that extra half second to a second for him to go through his progressions, he he will pick you apart. And and against Penn State in the first half. 
that offensive line really struggled with picking up those blitzes and communicating, and things were leaking through, which was forcing Haskins to get off his spot. Obviously, they, you know, we talked about the counter of that with the screens and the bubbles, but Michigan and Michigan State coming down the line, yeah. they they saw what uh, you know we all saw. It's on tape. If you force Haskins to move, he can be he can be rattled a bit. So expect that. But the, the thing that you have to be really encouraged about is you have a uh, a guy in Ryan Day who's really good with the X's nose, mm-hmm. and he was able to make those adjustments on the fly to really keep the offense humming alone. We got a, a couple minutes here, then I'll let you go, man. But you brought up the running game, and I think it's something that we should address uh, because the offensive line before this Indiana game, um, it may be the little bit of the Penn State game. I thought they were okay, and they were bouncing dudes out of the club. They were throwing dudes out of the club, and then you get to this Indiana game. And look, Indiana, you got to respect their defense. They were a pretty good defense coming into this game with a four-run record. So you got to show them some love and what they do there. But 3.2, 3.2 yards a carry, is not a, it's not good enough. We talk about 26 carries for J.K., 13 for Mike Weber. This was a bit of a disappointing game running the ball. Um for the Buckeyes. Now, I understand that when you have a quarterback that's going to throw 44-plus times or almost 50 times a game, your running game is going to take a step back. But you brought up the two games that I think are going to be really valuable. When you talk about Michigan State, who has one of the best rush defenses in the country, when you have Michigan, when you got Gary and Winovich hunting off the edges, I think a way to counter that is with the run game, maybe some draws and things like that. So when you when you look at the landscape of this running game right now, are you concerned about it moving forward? I, I'm mildly concerned. I think this is something that you can you can correct as far as coaching. Um, but the one thing that you definitely need is you have to be a balanced offense. You cannot be a Pac-12 offense playing in the Big Ten, meaning that you're having to rely on throwing the ball 40 times a game just to move the chains. You got to be able to um, be able to come downhill with an attitude, and that's the one thing that. I've seen that's been missing from this offensive line these last two weeks is where's that nastiness? Where's right. those junkyard dogs that we saw against TCU? If you go back on the tape and watch that TCU game, they was absolutely mauling some of those guys, double teams, and they were just getting after it. these last, even um, the the Tulane game after that, they really didn't run the ball too well. Yeah. So it's just, it's just getting into a rhythm. I mean, yes, Haskins is going to do his thing, but if you want to beat Alabama, you want to beat Georgia, you want to beat Clemson, yep. you can't be one-dimensional. You you have to be able to line up and convert on short yardage, and you have to be able to be a balanced offense and run downhill with a, with an attitude. You got the backs. You got the guys that yeah. can do it. You just need to be able to open up those running lanes. No doubt about it, man. Look, this has been Jonah Booker from Bucknuts.com. You know him if you're a Buckeye fan. If you don't, go follow him on Twitter right now, at jbook37. Jonah, thanks so much for taking some time today, man. I really appreciate you for hopping on. Hey, not a problem. Anytime. Have a good one. All right, man. You too. You too. Before we come back and play some urban sound, I want to let you know about our folks from Vivid Seats. To make things even better, when you're talking about going to shows or going to see your favorite team, Vivid Seats is giving listeners an exclusive promo code for new customers to receive $20 off of orders, $200 or more to save even more money. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app. Use promo code LOCKED ON ALL CAPS. That's promo code LOCKED ON ALL CAPS for $20 off orders of $200 or more as a new customer of Vivid Seats. Guys, I've been using Vivid Seats to go to a couple things here lately. It is where you need to be. We'll take a quick break here, come back and play some Urban Sound and react to that. 
You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry, I won't finish. You get the idea. So Urban had his annual uh, Monday press conference yesterday, and here's Urban Meyer about his defense playing man coverage and how that's affecting things. Pump and run coverage, press coverage is a very hard skill. You know, the reason we do it, we want to challenge every throw. And we've had some excellent corners around here. I believe we have excellent corners now. It's uh, a skill that uh, requires an incredible amount of uh, work. And when you're good, it's great. I mean, press coverage, we disrupt passes constantly. Uh, but what you just said is true, and that takes a lot of work. It's obviously something we believe in, and we will continue to believe in as long as we can. Uh, but it's, that's a skill set that's very difficult. Uh, that we ask them to do, and we just got to continue to work you better. Because it's the risk-reward on that, once you get great at that, that you're playing great defense now. So I brought it up a couple times about how I think this defense maybe should blend in a little bit more zone defenses to help out maybe the guys, the safeties that are struggling, maybe some corners that aren't having a good game. We'll see if that happens. We know um, how headstrong some of these coaching staffs can be across the country that recruit in a high level that really believe their guys can get it done no matter how much they're struggling. So we'll see what happens with this man coverage stuff. I know a lot of you Buckeye fans listening to this have been concerned about that. Uh, it's a wait-and-see thing. You can't do anything about it now, but I've highlighted a couple guys that I think you should keep your eye on that are going to be good tests in the next couple weeks. That's going to be wide receiver Tyler Johnson from Minnesota. And in the upcoming weeks, you got Rondell Moore, a true freshman from Purdue, who is absolutely electric. Here's the last one for today. Here's Urban Meyer on his thoughts about his team through six games of the year. Well, we've overcome some significant injuries. You know, uh, most notable was uh, Nick Bosa. And we're still finding ways to win games. And you know, just really good people on this team. You know, we go out to practice and uh, and guys want to get better. So I just, it's a good group to coach, good people, and guys work really hard. So he feels good about his team right now, and he should. Let's face it, this team has not lost a game yet. When you have national championship aspirations, you're going to have people picking at uh, your team and what they're doing like I've been doing, like Beam and I have been doing over the last couple weeks because we expect this team, and we know the talent is there and the coaching staff is there for this team to hoist a trophy at the end of the year. So hopefully they get this thing figured out defensively because you don't want to get later in the year and face Michigan State and Michigan and have these issues come up because we all know how those they, how those rivalry games can go. No matter who's ranked, who's not, you're going to get your best shot from the other team. And for Ohio State, that's an every week thing. So they got to tighten up on defense offensively, not worried about them at all when you got Dwayne back there spinning the rock and the, the receivers, what they've been able to do. And the running game's been okay. I want to see him get it going just because I saw it early in the year, what they've been able to do up front moving people around and JK and Mike are really good players so look everybody take a deep breath Ohio State's still undefeated you get Minnesota this week at home you should be able to shore things up get some confidence going it's just all about the end of the season and hopefully more games after the the last game of the year against Michigan that being the Big Ten championship game and hopefully the Buckeyes get into the college football playoff this year all right it's a wrap for today Beam will be back tomorrow thanks so much for listening to the Locked On Buckeyes podcast Matt Hayes Brandon Beam from 97.1 the fan right here in Columbus Ohio